Tim's News Explosion. 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 Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's Tim's News Explosion on this Monday, the 13th of February, 2023. We are live tonight on the Wilmsfront YouTube, DLive and Odyssey channel, as also on the interactive entropy software, where you can send myself a direct question or also send through a super chat to support not just the production of this program, but all Unshackled Productions. Hello to all my regulars in the chat. Brucey, Savto, Peak Ozyman, great to see all the regulars. It is 8.30pm here in Melbourne, Victoria, where so far no UFOs, unidentified flying objects have been shot down in our airspace. I'm sure that uh, every world leader will get their turn to shoot one down. I'm sure that's something that sign PM Anal's wish list, uh, given that Justin Trudeau got to brag about shooting one down, uh, maybe because uh, Cyclone Gabrielle is uh, preventing UFOs flying around uh, Australia and uh, around the Pacific and uh, Tasman Sea. Uh, Cyclone Gabrielle that travelled from Norfolk Island, which is uh, one of Australia's external territories, and now it's currently on the New Zealand North Island. Of course, Auckland recently had the Lalnina flooding, and uh, now it's got uh, this uh, cyclone. You wonder what uh, Auckland has done wrong for the past, I don't know, maybe six years for them to have uh, two natural uh, disasters in as many months many months. Uh, so let's see where we are with the, the, the UFO tally board or, or map, because we've had three uh, shot down over North America in the past three days. And this is a, a week after the Biden administration was humiliated uh, after it let a Chinese spy weather balloon fly from Alaska down to Montana and it was uh, shot down over the Atlantic Sea at South Carolina. They said it was too dangerous to uh, shoot it down while it was traveling over the US even though Montana is a sparsely populated state. But over the weekend uh, there have been three UFOs that have been shot down uh, by NORAD, uh, which stands for the North American Aerospace Defense uh, Command, uh, which is headed by uh, its commander, General Glenn Van Herc, who is also uh, the commander of a similar, uh, similar body called NORCOM. Uh, so first, there was uh, Saturday morning, the news broke, uh, which is Friday evening Australian time. 
uh, over uh, Yakon uh, territory. Sorry, this, sorry, going back here. There was the one uh, shot shot down on Saturday, Saturday Australian time, Friday night US time. Uh, so that was the one shot over Cumtown, Alaska. And then there was on Sunday morning Australian time, and that was uh, Saturday evening uh, US time. That was the one that was uh, shot down, uh, shot down over uh, Yukon uh, territory in Canada. Uh, so that is the the one uh, that Justin Trudeau posted about on Twitter. This is uh, apparently some footage of it. Really can't make this shit up right now, guys. Look at that. They're doing something. Look at that. I'm busy. And then there was a, the, it was called a radar anomaly a, a for the, the airspace was closed by the FFA over Montana. And uh, even though the airspace was shut and the, the Department, U.S. Department of Defense was, uh, was uh, having an operation there, uh, they apparently couldn't uh, shoot it down. And this is what uh, Congress, uh, Republican congressman uh, for Montana, Matt Rosendale told Fox News. Congressman, uh, I guess my first question, have you guys been briefed on this matter? I have finally, Lawrence. I will tell you that uh, when the first balloon came across and everyone heard about it, we were clawing for information, and DOD Pentagon was not forthcoming. Um, fortunately, this evening, I am back in Montana. I'm at an event, a Lincoln-Reagan dinner in Columbus, Montana right now, and DOD called me as I've been sitting here and started giving me briefings uh, to tell me what was going on. I clarified with them that this is actually the fourth balloon. Okay, so the first was shot down over the Atlantic. One was shot down before it entered into Alaska's airspace. Third was shot down, uh, Trudeau ordered, over Canada. So now we're talking about a fourth incident. And we had air uh, traffic shut down on the northern part of the state. Uh, My report is that it has been reopened. Uh, DOD told me that they are going to be uh, tracking the object. They can't even say exactly what it is. They're going to track the object until it gets light again. They don't have the ability to put any more eyes on it with aircraft until it's light again. Congressman, and where, morning, where, where is the object? Where, where is the object? Do, do they know where the object I, I know you say they're tracking it, yeah. but where is it it's right north now? Of, it's north of Haver, Montana. So it's so it's still in American airspace right now. So do we anticipate that airspace being closed as well? More airspace in the country in Montana being closed? That uh, I do not have any additional information on, Lawrence. I can tell you the airspace has been opened back up again. They closed it originally because the object was hovering there in that in that prime commercial air traffic zone between 18,000 and 35,000 feet. And Congressman, I'm assuming because you represent this area, do they plan on shooting the object down? I will know more uh, as it gets light again. 
Lawrence. Right now, they're, they're, they cannot bring it down in the dark. And once it gets light again, they're still monitoring exactly where it's going. They will give me more information in the morning or if anything changes through the evening. So, Congressman, I, I know you're there with Patriots at the Lincoln Day uh, dinner. I'm sure they have. Uh, so apparently uh, NORAD, the U.S. Department of Defense, they couldn't shoot it down because it was at nighttime. So uh, their uh, air defense system was thwarted because it was dark. Uh, now, there are some reports, speculation, uh, that that object, and this is, this is what uh, these UFOs are being called, uh, objects or un unidentified objects. They don't want to say unidentified flying objects. They reckon this this is the, the one that they didn't shoot down or catch from Mant Montana because it had already gone was the, the one that was uh, shot, shot down over Lake Huron, which is uh, between the US state of Michigan next to Lake Michigan and the Canadian province of Ontario. And uh, so we have this uh, peculiar situation where they're very certain that it's not a weather balloon, spy balloon. This is what the, the uh, Canadian Minister of Defence uh, said, Anita Annard, uh, when she was asked about uh, the, the the shoot down of the the, the object in Yokon Province. And so just to confirm, so it sounds like it potentially was another balloon. Is that uh, is that what we're being led to believe here? I will refer to that the item as an object at this time. I am a person that uh, depends on facts and will not provide uh, opinions until I can ground them in some sort of facts. So I'm going to wait for the reports that I will be getting relating to the analysis of the debris. We have a CP140 in the air, ensuring that we are locating the debris. Now, as far as we know, none of these UFOs have been retrieved. We know nothing about them. We're told that they are unmanned. And overnight, uh, broke late, late last night, Australian time, there was a UFO in the waters of the Chinese coastal city of Rizhao in the northern Shandong province and uh, the Chinese said they were thinking of shooting it down but the information that we got is apparently just crash landed so we haven't heard anything from them about if that's been retrieved and so we have we haven't heard much from uh, Joe Biden remember he was missing in action uh, during the uh, Chinese spy weather balloon saga that he let go on. Uh, so he was at a US governor's dinner. And so the Biden team has issued private assurances. It is not uh, aliens. Uh, so we had here uh, the, the commander of, uh, of NORAD uh, said that they wouldn't rule out aliens. Uh, so the New York Times has said the incursions uh, seem to become so common that Biden administration officials have found themselves issuing private assurances that there is no evidence that they involve 
extraterrestrial activity, but officials also acknowledge privately that the longer they are able to provide a public explanation for the provenance of the objects, the more speculation grows. And you even have a CNN now uh, having these sorts of uh, discussions about some of the uh, fighter pilots encounter with these uh, UFOs. Interesting. This is kind of unusual that these pilots saw different things and that is sort of, I guess, adding to the mystery of all this. Yeah, not even the pilots apparently were really able to identify what they saw. And just to take you back for a sec, on Thursday, the uh, the U.S. defense officials sent F-35 fighter jets up to try to figure out what this object was that was flying around near Alaska. Those pilots, we have learned, have given very conflicting accounts of what they actually experienced, with some pilots saying that the, the object interfered with the plane's sensors, other pilots saying that they didn't really experience that, other pilots saying that when they looked at the object, they could identify no identifiable uh, identifiable propulsion system, and they did not know how it was actually staying in the air, cruising at that altitude of about 40,000 feet. So this has all added to the Pentagon's wariness of describing in more detail what this object actually is until they can get more information uh, through the debris that they are recovering right now. Uh, so 2023 is already proving UFO season i mean last week i'd already put up my bird flu uh, dec decorations but uh, what are these ufos we know that the u.s government now at it has admitted the existence of uh, ufos they had the pentagon had for five years the advanced aviation threat identification program led by uh, lewis uh, l Zondo, who has now uh, resigned uh, from uh, the Pentagon. Obviously, uh, for 70 years prior uh, to, it, it all blew up in a New York Times investigative piece in December 2017. For 70 years, anyone who believed that UFOs were real or that aliens were real was dismissed as a crackpot conspiracy theorists, but uh, as we know, most conspiracy theories are true, but all of a sudden now that, well, the, the, the government is openly saying we don't know what these objects are, they quite can't bring themselves to call them UFOs, they did come up with another, another uh, term, uh, which is, uh, which was unidentified aerial phenomena, UAP. Uh, because uh, UFO had too much stigma with it. So what, what are they? Uh, are these the aliens finally ready to, to, to make first contact? Is this the moment when, I mean, in the past, the, the reason why uh, with uh, Project uh, Blue Book, not Project Blue Beam, that's the, the, the fictional uh, fictional uh, alien book or conspiracy theory. So Project Blue Book in the, the 50s and 60s, they're basically, they, they shot down uh, any, any evidence of, they, they said that there was no proof of extraterrestrial uh, UFOs that could always easily be explained. Uh, but uh, now, and this is why people are very uh, perplexed, is that uh, 
are they now bringing on an alien invasion psyop? And I believe that Dr. Anthony Fauci, uh, he's recommended the wearing of uh, tinfoil masks to protect yourselves from uh, any uh, alien liquid that may fall from the, the, the sky there. Actually, you might recommend maybe one or two or three. I, I could only make myself a tinfoil mask. I'm not that good a sculptor that I could make myself a, a tinfoil hat. And now there was a Keynesian economist, Paul Kruger, many years ago, who said on CNN that governments uh, could fake an alien invasion to uh, stimulate economic activity. Maybe Boston's big dig was just fine after all. Think about World War II, right? That was not, that was actually negative social product spending, and yet it brought us out. I mean, partly because you want to put these things together. If we say, look, we could use some inflation, Ken and I are both saying that, which is, of course, anathema to a lot of people in, in, in Washington, but is in fact what the basic logic says. It's very hard to get inflation in a depressed economy. But if you had a program of government spending plus an expansionary policy by the Fed, you could get that. So if you think about using all of these things together, you could accomplish you know, a great deal. I mean, if, if, we, if we discovered that uh, you know, space aliens were planning to attack and we needed a, a massive buildup to counter the, the space alien threat um, and really inflation and budget deficits took secondary uh, place to that, um, this slump would be over in 18 months. And then if we discovered, whoops, we made a mistake. There aren't actually any space aliens. So we need aliens. Orson Welles be a better... what you're saying. No, that's a, that's a, there was a Twilight Zone episode like this in which uh, scientists fake a, uh, an alien threat in order to achieve world peace. Well, this time we don't need it. We need it in order to get some fiscal stimulus. So there you go. Uh, the alien invasion psyop. It's all about avoiding a recession and curbing inflation in 2023, which... I guess is plausible. That's why I titled this episode Unidentified Flying Speculation, because we don't know what is what is going on here as of yet. One of the, 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 the speculation that I had was that maybe there, there was an alien spacecraft and it was shot down uh, by uh, the the U.S. government. I remember when I interviewed the alien lady Mary uh, Rodwell uh, last year. I said, "Well, why haven't these aliens presented themselves for first contact?" And she said, "Because they'd be be shot at uh, in an instant." And I guess that's what's happened. If they are alien uh, spacecraft, maybe the the subsequent ones they've been like rescue search missions, and they've been shot down as well. Now, obviously. If they have the technology, these so-called aliens, to, to come to Earth, I mean, they've failed as soon as they come into the atmosphere and just been shot to, to, to smithereens. Remember the famous uh, Tic Tac uh, video uh, from the US Navy back in, in 2004? The Tic Tac type UFO was flying at such speed there that it, 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 ba it barely was able to stay on their radar. They didn't get a chance to shoot it down yet. They're able to maybe there's maybe i'm just hypothesizing there's uh there's ufos from different planets they're all uh, different they're not all flying saucers or uh occupied by little green men p cosmian says who knows what's lying underneath the ice in antarctica could be anything down there castle match says krugman is an absolute moron uh yes 
Yes, yes, he is. Uh, Lady of Shalott says there's been a few sightings in Victoria. It would be in Victoria, of, of course. While the most famous Australian UFO sighting, it was a mass sighting, was uh, in the Melbourne suburb of Westall at a, a high school where it was about 200 to 300 students uh, all witnessed uh, this flying saucer-like craft uh, fly down low into the, the woodlands, which was next to the school, and then flew right away. And all the, the students and staff were, were silenced by the men in black. Uh, footage was taken away from uh, Channel 9, and uh yeah the students were yeah they were intimidated into silence uh one of the teachers was threatened that uh, it would be revealed he'd have a drinking uh, problem there it's it's never been explained that uh, what it was it, uh, there's speculation it could have been an experimental craft that took off from Moorabbin airport but obviously this is the talk of uh, the online world at the moment, and certainly uh, around the kitchen table in, in many households. But obviously, governments aren't really scared of, like if they, if they are willing to, to let this play out, governments aren't really scared of mass hysteria anymore. I mean, given what Governments have put us through the last three years with the uh, the pandemic and all the the crazy policies. I mean, it'd probably be refreshing uh, for a lot of the uh, citizens of Earth uh, for uh, something different, some other people to to come out of the the sky. Uh, so, if they are already running the globe here, but they obviously. As I mentioned, it's got a lot of people talking, so that's that's got people asking the question: What if it is a psyop? What are they distracting us from? Uh, I saw this cartoon going around: 2020, uh, the coronavirus; 2021, the vaccine; 2022, Ukraine; 2023, uh, UFOs. I did see a one of the accounts. Uh, many uh, uh, Twitter accounts say UFOs are a distraction from Pfizer, the US blowing up the Nord Stream pipeline, big tech companies coordinating with the FBI, Intel to censor Americans and influence elections, Epstein client list, potential reveal, deadly chemical release disaster in East Palestine. Now, obviously, with the, the Nord Stream pipeline, uh, there was an explosive uh report investigative report pardon pardon the pun uh by uh pulitzer prize winning a uh, journalist uh, seymour hirsch she's about 85 uh, years old and so it was the 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 bombs were planted on Nord Stream uh, dur uh during a nato uh exercise called uh paltops uh, 22 so they were planted and remotely uh triggered three months later because remember uh <laughs> russia uh was blamed for it even though uh, we have a joe biden saying if russia invades ukraine uh Nord Stream 2 uh will not happen uh, Victoria Newland, Undersecretary of State for Political Affairs, said that as well. She also said as a Senate committee recently that it was very good that Nord Stream 2 had been taken out. 
in response to this report, Germany is super pissed because uh, that was one of their main pipelines for Russian gas to come to Germany there. One of their greatest allies has engaged in economic terrorism. I mean, this is it's economic vandalism as well. It's you could argue it's a crime against humanity because gas is needed into into to Europe for uh, some humans survival. Uh, so it's an absolute scandal. Uh, so obviously, uh, the US government will quite like that that buried with uh, UFO stories uh, as well. Then of course, uh, we have a, the, the new House uh, Republicans, they have been grilling former Twitter executives over their uh, Twitter censorship and election interference. Uh, the fact Marjorie Taylor Greene went off at your Roth saying you failed to take down child pornography, yet you deleted my tweets. And also uh, there is, we've had the devastating earthquake in uh, Turkey and Syria. Uh, there has been a, some conspiracy chatter online uh, this is from the, the Australian National Review, that the earthquake was uh, triggered by HARP, uh, which is a... So HARP uh, stands for High Frequency Active Oral Research Program. So it's a joint, jointly funded by the US Air Force, Navy, and uh, the University of Alaska, Fairbanks, uh, because there were these weird clouds over uh, Turkey uh, before the devastating earthquake where 33,000 uh, people have lost their lives. It is absolutely harrowing to see what is occurring there. But uh, if you want to help the uh, the people there in, uh, in that earthquake, make sure you pronounce Turkey, Turkey. Uh, because the, the last thing you'd want to do is still call Turkey a Turkey. Uh, so that would definitely help uh, with uh, more lives being, be, being saved. I mean, it's such a wank that, that, that uh, oh, there's a natural disaster. We're going to use this as an opportunity to change the way that Turkey uh, is spelt and pronounced. I mean, seriously. So yes, there's been absolutely uh, harrowing what has happened there. Uh, Erdogan in Turkey, uh, he's up for election in two months. Uh, he's been roundly uh, criticized uh, for his response. And there's still fighting going on in uh, Syria because remember the civil, civil war never ended there. Uh, just like the the uh, the civil war in Ukraine, it never really started with uh, Russia's uh, a entry into the Donbass uh, region. And we had uh, Vladimir uh, Zelensky turn up uh, to the UK uh, to address the British Parliament. There are years with uh, Rishi Sunak, two globalist puppets there, embracing in a man hug there. And now the other uh, distraction uh, the UFOs could be is because there has been a chemical uh, derailment in the Ohio town of East Palestine, where all of these toxic chemicals have spilt. 
and there's been an evacuation order put in place. There is smoke over the town. This is a video summary here. No, I haven't got it. We're being transported on a Norfolk Southern, uh, Southern uh, train there. There is numerous uh, chemicals that have the, the EPA, uh, at least they've sprung into to faction. So there is ethylene, glyco, mono, uh, bottle, ethcocol, acarite, inspine were in the rail cars that were derailed, breached, or on fire there. So uh, train derailed Friday. 20 of them carrying hazardous materials as flames lit up the sky in northeastern Ohio. The evacuation order is in place for anyone within a mile radius of the crash site. These aren't these aren't storm clouds. This is the fucking shit! The fucking shit they burn off in East Palestine! This is not fucking storm clouds! Look at it! Officials are claiming that the air and water are safe. The residents say they can still smell chlorine. They've complained about their eyes watering when they go outside. And one woman says the noxious air killed her chickens. Out of nowhere, he just started coughing really hard and just shut down and went very fast. Look at all these fucking crows. I'm not kidding. This is within 10 miles of East Palestine. can't be good for the residents in East Palestine. And obviously this could have long-term environmental and health impacts uh, for the, the people that are there at the time, because you've seen, you just saw the, the huge fire smoke there. That can't be good for anybody there. This is a massive environmental catastrophe, yet it is hardly receiving any attention there. And there was actually a movie uh, that was released a couple of years ago about a, a chemical release in Ohio. So I'll try to what it was called. Uh, So here it is here. I've just got it now. Yeah, so uh, it is, so East Palestine family uh, were cast as extras in a next Netflix film called Train Derailment, uh, which was uh, eerily uh, similar. Uh, so this is white noise on Netflix. Uh, so they're longtime residents of a village who continue to hope uh, the attention from North Norfolk Southern doesn't stop as the news begins to, to fade. So yes, scary uh, fiction becoming uh, true as well. Now, obviously, there is 
as I mentioned, one of the things they may also want to uh, distract the public from. I remember the world was distracted distracted uh, by a, a coronavirus pandemic in 2020 uh, when the Jeffrey Epstein's a few, uh, about six months after Jeffrey Epstein's suicide happened. Uh, so a report has said that court documents relating to Jeffrey Epstein's uh, associates, victims, and employees are set to be made public. Uh, so this would be explosive. So the documents refer to alleged perpetrators there. Uh, so obviously names, uh, the documents can be made public because those mentioned have not expressed opposition to their release, uh, which named Prince Andrew and Harvard Law Professor Alan Dershowitz. Both men have denied wrongdoing, and Virginia Gouffray has acknowledged that she may have incorrectly identified Dershowitz. So yes, lots of lots of uh, news that will uh, be buried uh, because of these uh, continued uh, UFO shootdowns there. And now uh, from extraterrestrial aliens uh, to illegal immigrant aliens. Actually, one of the, the social justice parody accounts said we shouldn't call uh, these, these uh, extra, uh, refer to extraterrestrials as aliens, uh, undocumented interplanetary beings is what we should recall them. Uh, in the UK, the migrants have just kept coming and coming, and the UK Conservative government has continued to, to book hotels all over uh, the UK uh, to house these uh, alleged uh, asylum seekers who are mainly uh, adult, able-bodied men. There was a snap protest uh, outside of a migrant hotel in Knowsley, which is a suburb just outside of Liverpool, when a 15-year-old girl uh, filmed an alleged attempted grooming uh, by uh, one of the, the occupants of this uh, hotel. How old are you? 25. 25. I'm only 15. Okay, good. That's, no, that's not good. I no, I'm sorry. You don't do this in this country. It's, it's you go to jail if you do this. No, no, you're not right. No. I'm 15. No, no, that's weird. You can see how disturbed that girl is there. And yeah, she, she says, you can't do this in this country. You go to jail. Well, there's a lot that uh, disgustingly and apparently don't go to jail uh, for grooming and uh, grooming gangs have been covered up uh, at, at so many levels uh, in the, the 21st century in the, the UK. Uh, so not surprisingly, uh, there was a snap protest outside this uh, illegal migrant, well, hotel housing illegal migrants. And not surprisingly, uh, there was a, a heavy police presence to protect the illegals, uh, not to protect uh, the, the, the concerned British public. 
And now there was a police van that was set on fire. And so this was obviously uh, reported in the mainstream media that these far-right fascist criminal thugs had torched a police vehicle. Uh, now, this is a, a vlog uh, from the Reverend James uh, Costello, who was there commenting how the uh, police vehicle had just been mysteriously left in the, the middle like they like they like it was it was left as a sitting duck uh, for it to be torched. I'm at the Sweet Hotel in Kirby where the good people of Kirby are doing a protest against the migrants that have been placed in there, especially after the outrage of a young girl being accosted by a 25-year-old man. However, the police have decided to put a riot van in the middle of the crowd, in the middle of the crowd, and then abandoned it, knowing that emotions are high and that people might be inclined to damage the van. As it happens, somebody has set the van on fire. The police knew exactly what they were doing to give the people of Kirby a bad name. But this protest is a mostly peaceful protest. I like that. <laughs> And now have a look at this uh, disgusting uh, BBC report. Uh, so it mentions uh, 15 people, including a 13-year-old boy, were arrested after protests turned violent in Knowsley on Friday. It's disgusting because what the Foreign Office Minister, Andrew Mitchell, says. He said the violence was completely unacceptable. Speaking on the BBC Sunday with Laura Kussenberg show, he said, we have a duty to welcome these people, illegal boat people, like people coming illegally and are clearly not refugees, asylum seekers. I mean, overwhelming majority of them are coming from Albania, which is uh, not a, a country at war. And he goes on to say, often they are caught in a desperate jeopardy, but equally have a duty to house them appropriately and to work with local people. Clearly not working with local people. You're just uh, sticking them into uh, wherever. The Home Office is now trying very hard to stop the excessive use of hotels and find different ways of placing them in appropriate places in the community. And that is something the Home Office will achieve. So this is Andrew Mitchell here. Remember, a member of the so-called conservative uh, governments. Uh, and it also quotes uh, the Shadow Secretary of State for Community, uh, uh, Labour's Lisa Nandy, who claimed the government was providing no support whatsoever. The government contracts big companies to provide what they call asylum support. Instead, these companies maximise the profits that they make. They put people into some appalling accommodation without the help of support. People have been through hell and back before they reach this country. Um, I'm pretty sure there is homeless native Brits who would love uh, 
to stay in that so-called appalling accommodation, summer four-star hotels. Also quotes a, the local Labor MP for Knowsley, Sir Geoffrey Howarth. I said the protest was triggered by an alleged incident on social media. Please confirm they were investigating reports that a man made inappropriate advances towards a teenage girl. That's just what they called it, inappropriate advances. No victim had been initially identified and a man in his 20s were arrested in Thursday in another part of the country on suspicion of a public order offence. He was released with no further action following advice from the Crown Prosecution Service. The investigation is ongoing. Uh, so Alan Marsden, who lives locally, uh, said that uh, he said the protest initially involved mostly women and children, uh, but kids with masks and balaclavas later arrived. That was probably the Antifa hope not hate counter protesters. Merseyside police have been still fighting a peaceful protest and counter protest outside the hotel, but a number of people who were not part of the original protest group turned up and it was clear they were only interested in causing trouble. So there we go there. It was uh, extremely peaceful until the Antifa mob uh, defending uh, the uh, illegal uh, migrants turned up uh, to cause violence there. Now, obviously, uh, the UK has been under uh, uh for many years, and people have tried to uh, speak speak up against it, and the the consequences of it have been silenced, uh, prosecuted, uh, because there is no free speech in the UK. There's all of these uh, public order offences. Uh, there is uh, the misuse of internet carriage services and uh, remember there that the, 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 there is so-called uh, uh, free speech advocates in the the, the UK uh, we're, we're, we're told that uh, oh there, there there is a lot of people fighting back and uh, providing the other perspective while there is one less voice in the British mainstream media, uh, providing uh, truth and real news to to the people of Britain, and that is a uh, GB News's former GB News's Mark Stein. Uh, he was all set to come back to GB News after suffering two heart attacks, which wasn't related to uh, what you're thinking, because uh, Mark Stein, he has been an advocate uh, for those who have been injured by uh, the thing. Uh, but his Mark Stein show uh, is uh, going ahead. Uh, this is Mark Stein explaining why he didn't renew his uh, GB News contract. But it won't be on GB News. The, the state of play uh between me and GB News is uh, that they have sent me a contract. Don't worry, I'm not going to do that Stephen Crowder thing where you read out the terms of your contract because uh, I don't think that makes, personally think, makes for great television. So I'm just going to uh, skim a couple of clauses. These are the ones. People have noticed a change. Now, this came up. Uh, I was already set to return to GB News and uh, the uh, habitual liar who runs the joint uh, then uh, decided that uh, we needed a defibrillator in the studio for me to be able to go back uh, and 
Then uh, a lady who uh, works on the show said, no problem, defibrillators are us, uh, sending one round in 20 minutes. Then he decided something else. So the state of play at the moment is that he's sent me a contract. This is a guy called uh, Angelus Frangopoulos, the CEO of GB News. And the contract's very, he's chosen to change the terms uh, by which we do the show, which... Uh, would be stressful, uh, but I, you know, I've had two heart attacks, so I laugh at stress. I scoff at stress. You don't stress me out. You may be a homicidal maniac intent to bringing on a third fatal heart attack, but you'll have to do better than this. But I did think it was interesting in light of what's happened at GB News. There's this new clause, editorial responsibility. For the avoidance of doubt, as the Ofcom license holder... Uh, GB News has editorial responsibility for The Mark Stein Show and all content produced for GB News uh, by the presenter and the U.S. producers. Therefore, the parties agree that GB News' editorial decisions shall prevail, uh, which I wouldn't really mind. (laughs) But I remember we had a little uh, off-com back and forth about 10 minutes before I went on air, uh, a couple of months back, and uh, I, my final words about the the so-called compliance officer uh, was that he was, quote, Ofcom's bitch, and at that point I hung up. Well, Ofcom's bitch has managed to have his revenge now. Uh, and then it goes... Yes, so they, uh, GB News, they wanted to make Mark Stein liable uh, for his for uh, Ofcom fines that GB News received uh, if there was a complaint that was upheld uh, against his show. Now, normally how it goes that Ofcom stands for the Office of uh, Communications. The uh, Ofcom in the UK, basically, you can have any time a presenter on terrestrial uh, television or radio says something controversial or right-wing, there's some Ofcom uh, Karen letter writer. It happened to Katie Hopkins when she was at uh, LBC. It's basically a method to to try and uh, shut up controversial presenters. Mark Stein had already had two Ofcom complaints against him because GB News is a terrestrial free-to-air channel and the reason why mark stein refused to sign that contract is because he was mandated to do all of this uh ofcom compliance training as part of his gb news contract so he 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 had to be controlled editorially like gb news would still have uh, the final say of what went to air, but if it still got Ofcom complaints, uh, then Mark Stein would have to cough up the Ofcom fines there. And so he said, basically, no, thank you. And as you can see on the display on my shelf uh, tonight is Mark Stein's uh, classic book, uh, America Alone, which was released uh, back in in 2006. And uh, he mentions the, the CEO of GB News, Angelo uh, Frappalapathus, uh, uh, probably mispronounced that. Uh, he used to be the CEO of Sky News Australia. So, well, 
say no more there. And so uh, GB News uh, Talk TV, they, and Katie Hopkins did a really good video on this. They give the illusion that they're on your side, that people are saying the things that you want. But of course, uh, they, uh, they, they, they don't want to fall foul of their corporate masters and certainly not Ofcom. I mean, how many of them defended uh, Tommy Robinson uh, when he was uh, in prison for journalism? Hardly anyone has uh, been uh, spoken out in defense of Alex Belfield, also imprisoned for uh, journalism, uh, for uh, triggering, uh, hurting the feelings, uh, basically, mainly of Jeremy Vine of the, the BBC. So yes, there is no free speech either on air or for the everyday person. Remember that uh, uh, James Goddard, a member of Patriot Alternative, uh, he received a letter from the police saying he is down for a meeting or else uh, uh, because you said something uh, bad about the, the rainbow flag uh, many, many months ago. One of the commenters uh, up here mentioned uh, that there was a a, pro a protest a, against a queer ideology at uh, at miners. So there there are uh, a lot of uh, brave patriots uh, protesting back in the UK, which is which is uh, great to see. But it's this the alleged conservative government, uh, they are wanting to reduce free speech even more in the UK. They are wanting to introduce Ofcom style censorship to the whole internet with their online safety bill, which is just absolutely abhorrent. Lady of Charlotte says Alex Belford was denied an appeal last week. Of course he was. Uh, so Mark Stein's program I should advertise uh, is at his steinonline.com. Uh, uh, so Mark Stein, uh, he, he is a, he, he's a mixture of uh, uh, Anglo, uh, he's got a mixture of Anglo heritage. So he was born in, in Canada, but obviously he was, uh, went to school in the UK. So he's got a British accent, not a Canadian accent. He was taken to the Canadian Human Rights uh, commission for uh, Islamophobic jokes, uh, uh, which he wrote in uh, McLean's magazine. Uh, he lived in uh, the state of New Hampshire in the United States for many years. So yeah, he's a mixture of US, Canadian, and uh, the uh, the UK as well. The reason why he's so popular is because, well, he's, he's unafraid. And as you saw in the clip before, he is absolutely hilarious uh, his, uh, his his commentary uh so it is definitely worth uh it came out to australia a couple of times uh around about 10 years ago as a guest of the the institute of, of public affairs uh so he has been uh down under and uh it would certainly love for him to come out uh again as well because we we need his uh his wit and uh his research as well uh, now he referred to uh mark stein in his when he was going through his contract uh, that he he wasn't going to do a stephen crowder versus daily wire which was basically all that was uh the stephen stephen crowder 
uh, Daily Wire feud is basically that Stephen Crowder, he thought he was worth more uh, than uh, what uh, the Daily Wire were offering. And he didn't like that if he was deleted off YouTube, then his pay would be cut. Uh, but obviously, uh, Mark, and this is something that Mark Dice pointed out, if like if Stephen Crowder lost his YouTube channel on his own, and remember he has had corporate masters before at Blaze TV, he's a mug club uh revenue and views would massively recede and so of course you'd get less revenue as well so so that was a just a a you'd call it something like a a lover's tiff but uh, probably more alarming is the the coup at project veritas which uh the board is trying to push out founder james o'keefe and so a uh, the coup leader is uh, apparently uh, one of the board members, uh, Matt uh, Termad. And apparently what it's got to do is Matt Termad, he is pro DeSantis, while O'Keefe is pro Trump. And so maybe they want Project Veritas to be pro DeSantis when it comes to the 2024 presidential election season there. And would there be any Project Veritas uh, without James O'Keefe? I don't think so. There was a follow-up uh, a Project Veritas uh, release uh, uh, from a, the secretly recorded uh, grinder uh, date there uh, with uh, Pfizer's uh, Tristan Jordan, uh, Jordan Tristan Walker, who said or basically admitted that uh, the Pfizer vaccines, they, they, do, they do affect fertility there. Now let's uh, go uh, back to Australia uh, with uh, Prime Minister. He's he's not elbow anymore. He is uh, anal uh, because he is going to be marching in the Sydney Gay and Lesbian Mardi Gras. He's uh, proclaimed he's going to be the first Prime Minister to march in the parade. Malcolm Turnbull was the first Prime Minister to attend, but anal says he's going to be the first uh, to much in the parade itself and of course uh, in case you didn't know uh, that uh, it is a uh, world pride in sydney uh, this month with everything turning rainbow uh, even the sharks outside the the, the sydney uh, museum so this was this was spotted here a shark in the new uh, monstrositous uh, rainbow flag there. I mean, uh, sharks, they, they, they do believe in e equality. I mean, they just uh, eat any human who's in the, the, the water, gay, straight, black, white, male, uh, female. I mean, sharks have always been uh, believed in, in human equality there. Uh, but obviously, because we, we just had the uh, the Melbourne Midsummer uh, LGBT Pride Parade and we're just being rainbowed out. I mean, it's going to give some of us seizures, all of this uh, rainbow stuff uh, everywhere. 
And uh, I found myself agreeing with with Darren Hinch uh, for once, who said he prefaced it by saying on popular tweet. I thought it was uh, a it proved to be a very popular tweet. I have some wonderful gay friends and voted in the Senate for same sex marriage. But there is is there any ever hetero news anymore? It does seem that way. And uh, we had uh, this op-ed in the, the Sydney Morning Herald from uh, its style editor, Damien Woolnall, who said, I'm a proud gay married man, but world pride looks like a, a drag. And basically his, his main issue with uh, world pride is just that it's they they just use drag queens now to promote everything and obviously uh he didn't he he, he didn't write this in the article but uh, the, we've now seen the promotion of drag queens to uh, uh children uh as as well it says here walking around sydney or scrolling through social media on the lead up to world pride is like being in, trapped in a rupaul's drag race marathon with countless images of drag queens promoting pride flights hotel brunches and bingo with backup of a slew of oiled topless men. Uh, so it says, World Pride Program has something for everyone. Most of the imagery used to promote the event is limited, making the celebration look like the type of hens parties where uh, phycalic straws are plunged into apparel spritzes. No wonder straight allies expect me to be forming the splits in heels while listening to sugar babes throughout summer. And so he says, I, I'll be feeling proud and aware of my privilege that I can stay home with my husband, go to bed at 9.30pm and not have to worry about getting glitter off the sheets in the morning. And he refers to himself at the beginning of the, the article, uh, his calendar is empty, making him the gay Grinch of Darlinghurst. Uh, so he says, world pride gives me severe uh, fogog, fear of going out and glitter. And also this week, we had a new Victorian Liberal MP come out as gay in his maiden speech, uh, but it wasn't the uh, the cringe sob speech that we're used to. Uh, so he said, I've experienced shame, anxiety, and many other things. I've never really talked about it or made an issue because I never want to be defined by it. I hate identity politics, and I will fight against that wherever I can. He said that uh, people are made up of many characteristics and he did not believe gay people should be solely identified by their sexuality and the LGBTQ activists needed to consider how they were perceived by the public. Gay people do not be, need to be treated any differently from anyone else. No separate doctors, radio stations, festivals, no separate flags. The only flag I'll be saluting is the Australian flag and the Victorian flag. The only they only in the flags that do not discriminate on the people they represent. He, he said he cared about achieving real equality and not the virtue signaling of the last 20 years. And he said the only nasty letters he received uh, was from a LGBT activist saying, you ingrate, we campaigned for all your rights and now you're, uh, you know, shitting all over us. Lagrida says, have you played the Australian gender ambassadors uh clip yet yes we've got a new it's not the australian women's uh no Austra uh, the australian ambassador for women and girls anymore it's a new ambassador for gender equality uh so this uh her name is 
Stephanie Copas Campbell, and she is the wife of uh, the ADF chief, Angus Campbell. And now I'm not going to play you uh, the, the, the raw video because you've probably seen it so many times. I am going to play you a much more hilarious version uh, where it just basically has her in a full, <laughs> in, 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 in full demonic background and uh, voice. Commitment to gender equality and the human rights of women and girls and persons of diverse gender identities. In this role, I'm committed to listening to those who are dedicated to promoting gender equality and learning about the perspectives and priorities in communities and countries in our region and globally. Promoting gender equality is the right thing to do, but it's also the smart thing to do. It is central to Australia's diplomatic, economic development and regional security, as well as our international engagement. I look forward to working with partners in Australia, in the Pacific, in Southeast Asia and globally to progress the Australian government's priorities to increase women's economic empowerment, women and girls' leadership, and to end sexual and gender-based violence, to improve access to health and education services, and progress the women, peace and security agenda. And yes, uh, for the algorithms, uh, that is a manipulated video, thanks to Clown Down Under, our local Clown World uh, Twitter account. And so, yes, it's a matter of a national and international security uh, achieving uh, gender equality. And uh, of course, uh, as uh, Kiralee Smith from Binary uh, points out, that it's uh, now women, girls, and persons of diverse gender identities. And Kiralee Smith uh, replied, if you can't define the term woman, you can't protect or promote women. Men are not women. It is a cruel lie to say men can be women, extremely unkind and dangerous. Or maybe we should just not have uh, this, <laughs> this position at all save the taxpayers some money and uh, that because uh, remember our previous uh ambassador for women and girls remember the she spoke about how that uh, it was important uh to fight climate change uh, for gender equality as well uh, now we have a the second week of federal parliament uh back uh, this week last week was dominated uh, by the Reserve Bank of Australia raising interest rates uh, again. So it's now our official cash rate is now 3.35%. Uh, and uh, we also had uh, last week a, the ATAGI, the Technical a, a Advisory Group on Immunisation, uh, announced that uh, all Australians uh, would be able to get a, a, would be eligible for a booster if they hadn't had one in six months or hadn't had COVID in the next, uh, or in the previous six months. Uh, now it's recommended for those over uh, 65 years and those who are immunocompromised with complex health needs or comorbidities, but uh, it's certainly not recommended boosters for those under 18s and, and it's only for them to consider 
are 18 to 64-year-olds with no risk factors. And a clip that went viral last week uh, was uh, Carl Stefanovic on the Today Show uh, interviewing uh, Australia's former Deputy uh, Chief Medical Officer, Dr Nick Coatsworth. Adults across the country are today eligible for a fifth COVID booster shot. The recommendation is for those who have not had a booster shot in the past six months or a COVID infection. Let's bring in today medical expert, Dr Nick Coatsworth. Doc, good morning to you. Another jab, is it necessary? Well, Carl, the, the, the language is really important from Atagi here. They said that adults are eligible for a fifth dose. Note that they haven't recommended the fifth dose, and that's really important. The recommendation is for adults over the age of 65 and those with really severe medical conditions that put people at risk of COVID. And given that only four out of 10 Australians have had the fourth dose, I think you can probably bet that the number getting the fifth will be less. As you know, I'm not a glowing ambassador for more than two shots. I've just decided that I've had COVID a couple of times and I'm done with the vaccines. Um, there, there's a big chunk of Australia um, that, that is done with it and, and there's a, a, another chunk um, that is happy to have keep having them. Uh, is it capable of fighting new strains, this, this vaccine? Well, let's understand the science, which is if you get a fifth dose, your protection against severe disease is enhanced for around about 8 to 12 weeks and then it returns to what it was after the fourth dose or the third dose. So it's very transient protection, Carl. It's not increased protection for life. And that's the problem with these boosters. And, of course, eventually we're going to have to stop with these recommendations for ongoing right. boosters. I'm cognisant of, of also people in my life um, who are over the age of 60. Um, who, are, who are still incredibly nervous about and getting That's COVID. such a problem. That's such a problem, Carl, because they needn't be. If you're a relatively healthy, over 60-year-old, and you're living at home and you're independent and you've had your doses of vaccine, then the likelihood of you going to hospital with COVID is extraordinarily small. And I don't think we've communicated that well. Mm. And the health department's still going out and saying, Frightened. oh, you all need to be worried. Yeah, they're fine. And, and, and they don't need to be worried. My patients don't need to be worried because most of them don't have the severe medical conditions that warrant that. The other thing that I'm concerned about is um, that if I have another um, dose... Um, that I may get complications. Um, I've, I've seen all this, um, all these reports on the internet about fit and healthy people just dropping down with heart issues, uh, and it's still not obviously established yet whether or not the vaccine caused some of these heart issues. But that's a worry for me more so than getting COVID. Well, with, with respect to your age, Carl, uh, I think the real worry for myocarditis and pericarditis is adolescent boys, and that's why Atagi's come out and said no more booster doses for people under the age of 18. So they are taking into account. I am on the same page as Carl Stefanovic there. Two doses, that was the deal. And like I've had two doses of AstraZeneca. I had COVID in December. It was mild apart from my very <laughs> runny nose. Well, my nose runs anyway, but it was just extra runny. Went through a couple of boxes of tissues. Carl's had it twice and he's been fine. And two doses, that was the, the deal. But uh, obviously for the COVIDians, they're just going to keep getting all these extra jabs, even though they say that the, the, oh, the vaccines don't work very well uh, because oh, you still need to, they'll still wear a mask uh, everywhere. Uh, and even though they say, oh, we've still got to you know, wear masks and social distance, blah, 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 because uh, the vaccines aren't they're very effective. They'll just keep, keep taking the vaccine. It's, cure, it's, it's so bizarre that 
they just keep on doing that. They certainly are addicted to the the narrative, and they're the ones who have been obviously trying to uh, hype up that there could be a avian flu uh, pandemic next. Also uh, dominating the news uh, today is the that uh, Anthony Albanese PM Annal. Uh, he is. Uh, this is from the XYZ. Uh, <laughs> They refer to Anil as Australia's first openly homosexual prime minister since he's uh, marching in the, the Mardi Gras, but he's just, well, as, as, the, as you heard, as the term was used before, he's just a, a straight ally. Uh, so he is abolish, abolishing uh, temporary protection visas, uh, which affects uh, 19,000 people. Uh, well, well, it says, quotes them, refugees here arrived in Australia before Operation Borders started in 2013. They'll be able to apply to transition to a permanent resolution of status. So the move affects people who hold temporary protection visas and safe haven enterprise visas, which they were promised to abolish. Uh, so they... Uh, Claire O'Neill, the Home Affairs Minister, said, we're still committed to Operation Sovereign Borders. If you try to enter Australia without a valid visa, you'll be turned back or returned to your port of origin. Uh, so we shall see. I mean, uh, so far, uh, thankfully, a, the new Labor government has uh, turned back all of the, the boats. Uh, but as this uh, David Hiscock article says, so-called legal immigration will be ramped up to unprecedented levels as both sides of the fake left-right divide will support this. Apparently, Australia has a worker shortage. And that's why inflation is so bad, apparently. Now, uh, I ran out of water and I'm losing my voice. So that's a good time to wrap up uh, the program. So thank, thanks for joining me on this, uh, this past week of uh, globalist uncertainty. Uh, we've also had uh, today a, a, a meteor uh, land safely uh, in northern France. It wasn't a mass extinction event. Landed gently in northern France. Maybe it just hit someone on the, the head. So we had a meteorite arrive and uh, who knows uh, tomorrow uh, whether there'll be a, another uh, UFO that'll be uh, shot down. Ooh. There we go. That's the right button. So thank you all for watching Tim's News Explosion uh, for another week. Remember, Wilmsfront returns this Sunday. Uh, my first guest for Wilmsfront 2023, 8.30 p.m. Melbourne time, this Sunday, uh, the 19th, on the Wilmsfront channels, will be Senator uh, Papa Hatsa Harambas. Uh, he's not an actual senator. He is a satirist and musician. He is a, the writer and performer of the hit song in Victoria of the tw uh, 2020s, Dan Andrews is a fucking cunt. Uh, so I'm looking forward to chatting uh, with him. Uh, so this is his uh, YouTube channel there. Another another one of his uh, aliases is uh, Taken the Piss. 
as well. So looking forward uh, to the first Wilmsfront. Make sure you, you tune in. And yes, uh, we'll see what tomorrow brings. Good night, everybody. Stay safe, uh, stay sane, and uh, stay alert to all types of uh, objects and psyops and propaganda as well. Uh, good night, everybody. Tim's News Explosion. 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 Tim's news explosion.